For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, The 7,000-Year Plan of God. This is part two of the series. Now let's look at biblical evidence that there actually is 4,000 years from Adam to Yeshua. We are not going to try to explain it to the precise year. We just want to see that the thought is valid, that we can calculate and come to around 4,000 years from Adam. The way we do this is the following. We are told that from Adam to Seth, there was 130 years. This is found in Genesis chapter 5, verse 3. From Seth to Enos, 105 years. Genesis chapter 5, verse 6. From Enos to Canaan, 90 years. Genesis chapter 5, verse 9. From Canaan to Mahalilel, 70 years. Genesis chapter 5, verse 12. Mahalilel to Jared, 65 years. Genesis chapter 5, verse 15. Jared to Enoch, 162 years. Genesis chapter 5, verse 18. Enoch to Methuselah, 65 years. Genesis chapter 5, verse 21. Methuselah to Lamech, 187 years. Genesis chapter 5, verse 25. Lamech to Noah, 182 years. Genesis chapter 5, verses 28 and 29. Noah to the flood, 600 years. Genesis chapter 7 and verse 6. The flood to Arphasad, 2 years. Genesis chapter 11, verse 10. Arphasad to Salah, 35 years. Genesis chapter 11, verse 12. Salah to Eber, 30 years. Genesis chapter 11, verse 14. Eber to Peleg, 34 years. Genesis chapter 11, verse 16. Peleg to Ru, 30 years. Genesis chapter 11, verse 18. Ru to Sarag, 32 years. Genesis chapter 11, verse 20. Sarag to Nahor, 30 years. Genesis chapter 11, verse 22. Nahor to Terah, 29 years. Genesis chapter 11, verse 24. And Terah to Abraham, 70 years. Genesis chapter 11 and verse 26. You add up those years from Adam to Abraham, you have 1,948 years. What's interesting about that duration of time is that in our calendar dating, this is the year that the modern state of Israel was born, in 1948. Next, we continue from Abraham to Isaac, 100 years, Genesis chapter 21, verse 5. Isaac to Jacob, 60 years, Genesis chapter 25, verse 26. And then Jacob from going into Egypt, 130 years, Genesis chapter 47, verse 28. Therefore, from Abraham to Egypt is 290 years. We are told in Genesis chapter 46, verses 8 and 11, the following, that Jacob went to Egypt... 
Levi, who is Jacob's son, went to Egypt, and Kohat, who is Levi's son and Jacob's grandson, went to Egypt. Therefore, Kohat went to Egypt, and then Moses is the grandson of Kohat. So there wasn't a long period of time from Jacob and his family going into Egypt to Moses and then Moses leading the children of Israel out of Egypt. We're told that Kohat had a son named Amram in Exodus chapter 6 verse 18 and Amram had a son named Moses. Exodus chapter 6 verse 20. We are not told how old Kohat is when he has Amran. We're not told how old Amran is when he has Moses. But we could probably assume that they were in their 20s or possibly in their 30s. But from Moses to the Exodus is 80 years. Exodus chapter 7 verse 7. Therefore, the period of time to the coming out of Egypt was the time from Kohat to Amran to Moses plus 80 years. Then the period of time in the wilderness was 40 years. Numbers chapter 32 verse 13. From the wilderness to the death of Joshua, 30 years. Joshua chapter 14, verse 7. Joshua chapter 24, verse 29. Therefore, from the wilderness to the death of Joshua is 70 years. Then, we enter into the period of time of the judges. In the number of years under King Cushan Rithothayim is 8 years. Judges chapter 3, verse 8. Under Othniel, 40 years. Judges chapter 3, verses 10 to 11. Under King Iglon, 18 years. Judges chapter 3 verse 14. Under Ehud, 80 years, Judges chapter 3 verse 15 and verse 30. Under King Jabin, 20 years, Judges chapter 4 verses 1 through 3. Under Deborah, 40 years, Judges chapter 4 verse 4, Judges chapter 5 verse 31. Under the Midianites, 7 years, Judges chapter 6 verse 1. Under Gideon, 40 years, Judges chapter 6 verse 7, Judges chapter 8 verse 28. Under Abimelech, 3 years, Judges chapter 8 verse 32, Judges chapter 9 verse 22. Under under Tola, 23 years, Judges chapter 10, verses 1 and 2. Under Yair, 22 years, Judges chapter 10, verse 3. Under the Ammonites, 18 years, Judges chapter 10, verses 5 through 8. Under Jephthah, 6 years, Judges chapter 12, verse 7. Under Ibzon, 7 years, Judges chapter 12, verses 8 and 9. Under Elon, 10 years, Judges chapter 12, verse 11. Under Abdon, 8 years, Judges chapter 12, verses 13 and 14. Under the Philistines, 40 years, Judges chapter 13, verse 1. Under Samson, 20 years. Judges chapter 16, verses 30 and 31. And then under Eli and Samuel, 40 years. First Samuel chapter 4, verse 15 and verse 18. Therefore, from the beginning of the Judges to Samuel, we count up the years as 450 years. And that time frame is also mentioned in Acts chapter 13 and verse 20. Then, from the time of the Judges, we then count looking at the kings of Judah. So we have under King Saul 40 years, Acts chapter 13 verse 21. Under King David 40 years, 1 Chronicles chapter 29 verses 26 and 27. Under King Solomon 40 years, 1 Kings chapter 11 verses 42 and 43. Under King Rehoboam 17 years, 1 Kings chapter 14 verse 21. Under King Abijam 3 years, 
1 Kings chapter 15, verses 1 and 2. Under King Asa, 41 years. 1 Kings chapter 15, verses 8 through 10. Under King Jehoshaphat, 25 years. 1 Kings chapter 22, verses 41 and 42. Under King Jehoram, 8 years. 2 Chronicles chapter 21, verse 5. Under King Ahaziah, 1 year. 2 Chronicles chapter 22, verses 1 and 2. Under Queen Athaliah, 6 years. 2 Chronicles chapter 22 and verse 12. Then King Joash, 40 years. 2 Chronicles chapter 24, verse 1. Under King Amaziah, 29 years. 2 Chronicles chapter 25, verse 1. Under King Uzziah, 52 years. 2 Chronicles chapter 26, verse 3. Under King Jotham, 16 years. 2 Chronicles chapter 27, verse 1. Under King Ahaz, 16 years. 2 Chronicles chapter 28, verse 1. Under King Hezekiah, 29 years. 2 Chronicles chapter 29, verse 1. Under King Manasseh, 55 years. 2 Chronicles chapter 33, verse 1. Under King Ammon, 2 years. 2 Chronicles chapter 33, verse 21. Under King Josiah, 31 years. 2 Chronicles chapter 34, verse 1. Under King Jehoahaz, 3 months. 2 Chronicles chapter 36, verse 2. Under King Jehoiakim, 11 years. 2 Chronicles chapter 36, verses 3 through 7. Under King Jehoiakim, 3 months. 2 Chronicles chapter 36, verse 9. Under King Zedekiah, 11 years. 2 Chronicles chapter 36, in verse 11. You add up all those years, you have 513 years. Then, we have the Babylonian captivity, which history tells us took place in 586. Now, if we add up these years, we have the summary as follows. Adam to Abraham, 1948 years. Abraham to Egypt, 290 years. We do not have the time from Kohat to Amran, and then Amran to Moses. But let's say we arbitrarily chose 63, which means Kohat would have been about 30 years when he had Amran, and and Amran about 30 years when he had Moses. Then Moses to the Exodus is 80 years. Exodus to the death of Joshua, 70 years. Judges to Samuel, 450. 50 years, under the kings of Judah 513 years, the Babylonian captivity 586. You add up all those years, you come to 4,000 years. So the point of this exercise is not to try to be exact to the 4,000 years. We're trying to see, is it credible that there was around 4,000 years? So within a few years, possibly, the answer is yes. There is credible evidence that there has been 4,000 years from the creation of Adam to Yeshua. We've been basically to 2,000 years from Yeshua to now. So we are coming at the end of 6,000 years. That is why we're seeing the events that are taking place in the world. That's why we're seeing Israel negotiating a Palestinian state. That is why we're seeing possibly the fall of Western civilization in the United States of America. That's why we're seeing the rise of China and Russia as powers in the world is because we're coming to the end of 6,000 years wherein we're going to have a fall of Gentile rule in the earth and it's going to coincide with when the God of Israel ends the exile of his people and gathers them back to the land. This will be during the tribulation. The tribulation is the transition time of the end of Gentile rule and reign in the world and having preeminent dominance in the world, ruling over Israel in exile. The tribulation is the transition to the conclusion of Gentile rule and the redemption of the exiles of Israel and Israel ruling and reigning with Messiah as the head. Now, if 
we allocate each of the Hebrew words in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, which is seven Hebrew words that if each word represents a thousand years of time, and in Hebrew it is Breshit bara Elohim et Hashemayim ve'et Haaret. In English, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, that we have the fourth Hebrew word is et. So therefore, et would represent 4,000 years of time. Well, et signifies in the Hebrew what the direct object is in the verse. However, it also has a deeper spiritual meaning that the Aleph and Tav refer to the Messiah himself. Let's see how this is so. Yeshua is referred to as the Aleph and the Tav. Revelation chapter 1 verse 5 is speaking about Yeshua. It says, And from Yeshua HaMashiach, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our own sins in his own blood. Revelation chapter 1 verse 8, because we have the English translation from the Greek, it says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, which would be rendered in the Hebrew, I am the Aleph and the Tav. The beginning and the ending says Yahweh, which is, which was, which is to come, the Almighty. So Yeshua is the Almighty. That would be El Shaddai in Hebrew. Yeshua is El Shaddai. It was El Shaddai who appeared to Abraham. And then it says the one that is the Alpha and the Omega or the Aleph and the Tav is Yahweh, which is, which was, which is to come, which is the definition of Yahweh. It means to be eternally existent. So Yeshua is El Shaddai. Yeshua is Yahweh. Yeshua is Aleph and Tav. From the wisdom in the Hebrew alphabet by Rabbi Monk on page 214, he explains the meaning of the Hebrew letter Tav in that it represents and stands for truth. The Hebrew letter Tav stands for the Hebrew word Emet, which means truth. And this is mentioned in the Talmud in Shabbat 104a. In the Wisdom of the Hebrew Alphabet by Rabbi Monk, on pages 215 and 216, he goes on to explain regarding the Tav that the Tav represents truth and truth is eternal. However, when even the smallest numerical unit of emet, the Hebrew word for truth, which is Aleph, Mem, and Tav, that is, if you take the Aleph and omit it, what you have left is Met. And Met in Hebrew means death. So if you remove the Aleph from Amet, you have death. The Aleph represents God. If you take God out of anything, you have death. If you take truth out of anything, you have death. Because the wages of sin is death, and sin is the transgression of the law. Therefore, in the Talmud, in Shabbos 55a, the seal of the Holy One, blessed is He, is true. And we are also told that Yahweh is absolute truth. Understanding that the Tav represents truth, the Aleph represents the God of Israel himself, Aleph Tav specifies then the God of Israel is truth. The Tav also represents 
divine perfection. The only truth is the Torah, as is explained in the Wisdom of the Hebrew Alphabet by Rabbi Monk on pages 218 and 219. Torah and truth are identical, as is emphasized by the prophet Malachi, who called it the Torah of truth. Malachi chapter 2 and verse 6. The Tav also symbolizes divine perfection, as expressed by King David in Psalm chapter 18, verse Verse 31, God whose way is perfect. Seeing that the Tav represents truth, in John chapter 14, verse 6, Yeshua said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes in the Father but by me. Psalm 119, verse 151, it is written, You are near, O Yahweh, and all your commandments are truth. And Yeshua said in John chapter 14, verse 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. So the Torah is truth and Yeshua is truth. So Yeshua is the living Torah. Yeshua is personified by the Aleph because he is Yahweh and the Tav, which represents truth. So the Tav represents divine perfection. Another way of expressing divine perfection is without sin. Yeshua is the truth and if he's represented by by the Tav, then we can see then how Yeshua is without sin. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21, for he has made him, that is Yeshua, to be made sin for us when he died on the tree, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of Elohim in him. First Peter chapter 2 verses 21 and 22, for even hereunto were you called because Messiah also suffered for us leaving us an example that we should follow his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. Now let's look in the Bible of prophetic allusions or foreshadowing of 6,000 years of time and what would take place after 6,000 years of time. Genesis chapter 7, verses 11 and 12, we're told the following, as it is written. In the sixth hundredth year of Noah's life. In the second month, the seventeenth day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up and the windows of heaven were opened. And the rain was upon the earth forty days and forty nights. So when did the flood come upon the earth? In the six hundredth year of Noah's life. This is going to foreshadow that after 6,000 years of time, there would be judgment upon the earth because Yeshua said, as the days of Noah, so shall the coming of the Son of Man. Slaves worked for six years and then they were able to go free the seventh year. Exodus chapter 21 verse 2. If you buy a Hebrew servant, six years he shall serve and in the seventh he shall go out free for nothing. You see, at the end of 6,000 years, when we have the end end of the exile of the house of Jacob, then the house of Jacob are free. They will no longer be exiled into the nations of the world once they are gathered by the Messiah during the tribulation period. In 2 Kings chapter 11 verses 2 and 3 and verse 21 we're told that King Joash was hidden for six years but he was revealed when he was seven. But Jehosheba, the daughter of King 
king Joram, sister of Ahaziah, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him from among the king's sons which were slain, and they hid him. And he was with her hid in the house of Yahweh six years. And Athaliah did reign over the land. Seven years old was Joash when he began to reign. This is a picture of Yeshua who is hidden until he is revealed in his day, which is called the day of Yahweh. Yeshua is Yahweh. He's revealed in his day. And what are we told is the setting of the book of Revelation. Revelation in chapter 1 and verse 1 says, The revelation of Yeshua HaMashiach. But when is he revealed? Revelation chapter 1 verse 10. I was in the Spirit on Yahweh's day. He gets revealed in Yahweh's day or the day of Yahweh. And he's hid until that time from the world recognizing fully that he is the Messiah and his people acknowledging and recognizing that he is the Messiah. We are told in 2 Chronicles chapter 9 verses 17 and 18 that there were six steps to Solomon's throne. Moreover, the king made a great throne of ivory and overlaid it with pure gold. And there were six steps to the throne with a footstool of gold which were fastened to the throne and stays on each side of the sitting place and two lions standing by the stays. So we have six steps and then after six steps was the throne itself. This is a picture that after 6,000 years of time that Messiah will set up his kingdom and he will rule in the earth. Now let's look at the birth of Jacob which took place after 60 years. In other words, Isaac, we are told, is 60 years old when Jacob is born. Genesis chapter 25, verses 20 and 21 and verse 26. Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to wife. And Isaac entreated Yahweh for his wife because she was barren. And Yahweh was entreated of him and Rebekah his wife conceived. And after that came his brother out and his hand took hold of Esau's heel. This is speaking of Jacob. And his name was called Jacob. And Isaac was 60 years old when she bare them. And so Isaac being 60 when Jacob is born, Isaac is a prophetic foreshadowing of the birth of Zion in the end of days. We are told in Psalm 126, that the redemption of Zion is likened unto laughter. And the word laughter there is Yitzhak or Isaac. Psalm 126 verses 1 and 2. When Yahweh turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter or Yitzhak. And so when does Zion get born? After 6,000 years of time. It is a tribulation event. We are told in the book of Isaiah. And with the birth of Zion after 6,000 years, we have the birth pains of Zion. And this is why Isaac entreated Yahweh. And there was an inquiry regarding Rebekah's pregnancy because we're told in the scripture that the children struggled within themselves. And them wrestling amongst themselves in the birth is a prophetic foreshadowing of the tribulation, of the birth, ultimately, of Zion, wherein, during that time, the exiles of Israel will return back 
back to the land. And notice it was in the birth of Jacob that he took a hold of Esau's heel. The heel represents the end of days. And so Jacob would get the victory at the heel, at the end of days, when Zion is born, Isaac being 60 years old. Now let's look at the children of Jacob, whom he had through Leah. The first son was named Reuben, Genesis chapter 29, verse 32, and Reuben means see a son. The second child was named Simeon, Genesis chapter 29, verse 33, which means hearing. The third son was named Levi, Genesis chapter 29 verse 34 which means join. The fourth son was named Judah. Genesis 29 verse 35 which means praise. Well that's going to conclude part two of the series on the subject the 7,000 year plan of God. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.